a summary of what we talked about, and then Zach d- would do it, and we took turns doing it. Scott did it never. It took so many turns. It took so many turns. Uh, but anyway, hey everybody. <laughs> I I uh, I I want to say. So you want to say? So say it. We're rolling. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to Bros, Bibles, and Beer. It's episode 203, uh, probably out of order. Um, Zach, how's it going? It's going great. Scott? Jeff, I'm, S- glad, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Scott? I'm okay. That's fantastic. I mean, if you really care. <laughs> Barely. All right. If you keep talking like that, it's going to make me care low. Well, this is probably the best dead open ever, um, because usually we have some... Uh, I have no headphones. Um, yeah, let's let's show let's tell the people how the fudge is packed right now. Yeah, let's give a little behind the scenes. We are we are old school right now. Uh, we are at the original, the OG Bros Bibles Beer Headquarters slash my upstairs bedroom <laughs> slash office bedroom, and it's the original Bros. Andy is traveling the world, so it's just Scooter Scott Holbert. Um, sorry, I said your last name. Jeff, Ooh, that's bad. And uh, myself, Zach. Good to be here. Yeah, Feels like old times. Yeah, it's old times. Thank you. Oh, I moved my fingers on the bad mic. It's, I know we're so all the good gear is at the actual studios we use. Um, so we're we're on backup microphones and whatnot, and uh, an engineer myself who has not done this in a long time. We sound great normally because of Andy and. Uh, we miss you, Andy, and you know by the time this comes out, we'll see uh, how how it ends up. So I'll just apologize in advance, guys. For uh, cheers, guys. Cheers. So before I take a sip of this tasty beverage that you brought, Jeff. Yes, I did. And you can describe it, Ooh, Scott. Scott picked something up. He'd never seen it before. <laughs> this is fantastic. It looked it looked intriguing. It's got a cool looking can. From Athletic Brewing Company, Free Wave Hazy, I mean, hazy IPA. Everybody yeah. think about what what type of beer would be called an athletic beer. Yeah. You know, that athletes would drink. They do make nice cans. <laughs> it stood out to Scott. Athletes, nice cans, Scott. Athletes yeah. make for nice cans, yeah. And so, uh, you know, you open it up, you smell it. It smells a little bit like a sewer. <laughs> and you and you said you were a little low on beer, so we needed to help out and bring some beer yeah. this evening. And Scott brought some good beer. I think, I think Art, the uh, unstoppable Art Greco. Mm. If you remember, and people, if you haven't heard, one of the Art Greco, he he brought a, a love offering to the podcast in the form of Guinness cans. Mm-hmm. That happened to be non-alcoholic Guinness, unbeknownst to him, until we were drinking on the podcast. Yeah, that, however, tasted a little bit like Guinness. This does not resemble I, I think a hazy I made IPA. Fun of him for that, you did, and yeah. now it's full circle. Karma is real, apparently, because you brought the non-alcoholic yeah. free wave. Yeah, non-alcoholic guys. It's non-alcoholic. It's got point four percent. It. Oh, really? Well, less than so, so it's a Mormon hazy yeah. IPA. Yeah, or Utah. Hazy IPA, uh, yeah, and it's has a horrible, horrible aftertaste. <laughs> but if you guys want to sponsor us and send us free athletic brewing company, <laughs> I'm sure you have plenty left. Oh my goodness! I'm so sorry, but 
It is not athletic nor. All right, well, I've, I've got a headline for you guys. <laughs> okay. Oh. Uh, oh, and and but Jeff, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, what Jeff, Jeff brought okay, yeah. is gonna taste even better now. Uh. Uh, it's Frisbee Brewing, uh, Rancho Mission Viejo. I was given a couple of crawlers. I'll t- tell why later, but um, it is. I'm not exactly sure what type of. Oh wait a second! It does have session the name. IPA. Session IPA. Sendero. Oh, like the session IPA, five point seven percent. All right. It's like a light IPA, not too hoppy. I do like the hops. And Crisp. It's missing that, but I appreciate the. Fruit it's got here. the hops. It's missing the uh, the body, the uh, the girth that adds more alcohol. Mm. So maybe that's it. And it's light. Yeah, you're probably right. It's lightly bittered. It's not super bitter. So, it's supposed to be drinkable. Yeah, even for athletes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's the headline? All right. So, how about this headline? World Cup warning. Pork, porn, sex toys, and LGBT flags could get fans arrested in Qatar. What's pork porn? Well, (laughs) (laughs) well, um. Let's just say it's been a while. Bos- Maybe a body off. positivity is out the window. Okay. <laughs> oh wow, I get it. Um, it's I'm off my porn game, pork. Scott. So pork porn. Sorry, let me read that again. Pork, comma. Oh, okay. Okay, I get it now. Uh, uh, porn, comma. Yeah. So no pork, and cutter. Yeah, and cutter. No porn. No porn. No LGBTQ flags. No flags. Okay. Yeah. And um, what else? Uh, oh, sex toys. Sex toys. Just like wandering around Qatar? <laughs> yeah. Why, why would so that Jeff's be? off limits. Jeff is like a walking <laughs> sex toy. Why would that be? <laughs> Good grief. Why would that be? I think it's, pro- it's probably more for the... I want to apologize to everybody right now. We're 10 minutes in and you probably like... It's, you might not be listening anymore. So what are your thoughts, Scott? It's probably for the airport, like you, if it, in, your, you know, in your luggage. Yeah. They they you open know. people's luggage, just chucking yeah, things. They've into got pork the, rinds with the wood cutter. Now you the got wood chipper, like <laughs> pork rinds, and wow, what is this? So no pork. Well, I I got, I got to imagine if you're if you were over there as an athlete or just an observer going to see the World Cup, you probably wouldn't even want to access pork, sex toys, or porn on your phone. I'm guessing. Don't even like look up pictures of pork because I'm guessing. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's more, what it but says. But more seriously, the yeah. porn part of it. If you're looking at porn on your phone, I'm guessing they might be monitoring web traffic and whatnot. The whole yeah. country probably is a VPN. And the Bre- yeah, the Britney, the Britney Griner situation, and Russia's still in jail in Russia for having uh, an itty bitty bit of weed. Itty bitty bit of weed. Um, I wish I had the soundboard. You smoking that weed again? <laughs> But uh, and she's still in prison because of a little bit of weed and like those those countries they're really authoritarian they don't they don't mess around so be careful yeah I just canceled my World Cup trip because of that because of um, <clears throat> the the I really pork like, I'm guessing I really like pork <laughs> okay <laughs> okay good it's getting a little worried there for a second um, pork period not not comma. <laughs> I mean, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a certain appeal to the other things, but, you know, 
It's yeah. not ideal. I'm envious. I'm envious that I didn't create that clickbait. Oh, I mean that's a fantastic headline. It's probably a real thing. I mean, it's a Muslim country. They follow uh, maybe, Sharia maybe law. Not. Maybe, maybe not. Follow Sharia law, and uh, you get caught with some of this stuff. Actually, you know, you bueno. know in uh, I believe it's Iran or Iran, as the real well, people say, Iran, Iran. Um, I believe it has one of the highest trans populations, trans rates, because that's not illegal. Being gay is illegal. Um, and so, therefore, people, whether real or not, in an effort to get around it, will be claimed trans status. And so, boom. Trans okay. More trans as a percentage of the population than... What a weird way to be progressive as Iran is. It's like one thing is like way regressive and the other one is... Well, yeah, because if, if the... if. Uh the Quran or or the Hadith don't mention cross-dressing, um, then it might not make it into the law. Maybe Hadith, the he, he had, away, some, Hadith had some good hip-hop in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. His, Hadith is one of my favorites. So yeah. You, should, you guys should look him up if you oh, haven't. Yeah. They're great, great. They, they really crossed the lines, you know, merged cultures you know deer in a headlight guys a yeah deer in a all right headlight. all right jeff what yeah. do you got um i i don't have anything i mean your body's have, still falling apart it is uh super fat um <laughs> my uh 10 year old he uses my uh my my extra tire that's around my waist as a punching bag nice and uh he thinks it's funny He's like, this is so great. It doesn't hurt anymore when I hit your abs because there are nothing there. Hmm. And, uh, you know, so that's that's really uh, depressing. Um, I had my 50th birthday. That this, was fun. Yeah, you this did. This past year. Yes, this past year. Um, He's already forgetting. <laughs> right. Jeff doesn't know how time works anymore. So f- for everybody out there, my birthday is November 1st, and it, it really it came and went, and my um, wife is as we were leading up to it. Um, she's like, "So, what do you want to do for your birthday?" And she asked me this a couple times. I'm like, "I don't, I don't know. Like, you don't have something planned." Mm. And I've told some people <laughs> this story, so I hope it doesn't sound bland. But uh, I'm like, I'm like, how can you not have or actually um, disrespectful to my wife? Um, I'm like, how can you not have something planned for my 50th so, birthday? It's so my 50th I heard birthday. you were on the golf course. Yeah. And, and you said that. Well, no, I said it then and the day of. And I said it a couple other times. Once to my wife, like, serious? Like nothing? Nothing? And and so on my birthday, actual birthday, as a family, we went out to um, one of my favorite Italian restaurants. And... It was a nice night, and I'm like, "This was good. I'm good with this. It's good enough." Yeah, I got to hang out with my family, and uh, it was fun. I'll settle for that. And so it's fine. Fiftieth uh, birthday, it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. Half a half a century, and so the week went on, and uh, my wife, she's like, "Well, this weekend, I was thinking maybe you know, since the weekend instead of you know during the week, you know, people have work the next day." We could, you know, get together with some couples and and go out. I'm like, okay, that sounds fun. And so that was the expectation. On the Saturday, we were going to 
you know, go out in the evening with some couples, Zach and his lovely wife, Lisa. We were going to go out with another another couple, and that gentleman called me in the middle of the day on that Saturday. He's like, hey, maybe it was the night before. I don't remember, but he's like, hey, do you want to go hit some golf balls? Um, and I'm like, yeah. And he had just talked about, you know, kind of getting back into the sport, and I'm like, yeah, this seems seems good. Yeah, I know you're wanting to kind of – you know, hang out and hit some balls and do some putting and kind of get back into the game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm up for it. So we go out in the afternoon, and uh, I, well, I'd asked my wife, I'm like, so what's going on, like, from here until, like, the evening? She's like, well, um, you know, we got doing this and that with a friend at the church, and, and um, why? And I'm like, well, so-and-so asked me to go hit some golf balls and, you know, not too far. So we go, she's like, oh, go, yeah, have fun. I'm like, great. Looking back, she also made me a drink. Like, she's like, oh, she I, never does that. I got some limes, right? If I look back, I'm like, wow, she's been really nice. <laughs> like, just, yeah, take whatever you want. Just go, you know, drink in the car, go to golf, you know. And uh, we go, we play, and uh, we're, we're there for a couple hours. We I guess I guess I was supposed to be looking at my phone at some point because it's fifty. It said fifty nine minutes ago. My wife's like, "Hey, you can come by the church. Everybody's uh, here. Just pick us up here," and uh, we all met there and uh, just you know come on by. So we go, we leave uh, the golf course, we get to the church, and I see um, Zach, Lisa, some others my wife included, out in front. I'm like, ah. Oh. I pull up. I'm like, Uber. And I'm like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I, what I didn't even realize, my wife goes, go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, like she knew. I, I get out of the, old. Yeah, I get out of the car, and I, I see a taco guy in the front. I didn't even notice really all the cars. I'm at least a observant person on the planet. I see the taco guy. Out. It is a small strip mall. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> with the Mexican food place yeah. and the strip mall. Yeah. But he's just sitting there with like just, there's nobody there. There's just this guy. <laughs> the, the competition's <laughs> opening up next to the Mexican restaurant. <laughs> right. And I'm like, oh my gosh, somebody is using the church. Because it gets used all the time. And I'm like, okay, I'll just sneak in. I know where the bathroom is. It's my church. And I'm just go out and just kind of curl around the corner, get in the bathroom, go and, and get back in the car, and we'll all go out to eat. As I'm approaching, I see a drum set. I see a full like a full drum set and stuff set up. I'm like, oh, my gosh. There's a, like, this is a bigger thing than just a little event. Some, you know, my gosh. Okay, I'm still going to just, I'll just sneak in. It doesn't look like anybody's playing. I go three steps in. And I'm just stopping my tracks, and there's like 60... A million, 60... <laughs> 60 million people. It's like 60 <laughs> or 70 people or something like that. And I just hear surprise, and I'm like, you got to be kidding. Like, what? My wife, my wife pulled off the greatest 50th surprise birthday party of my life. I it mean, was great. We, we I've got, had other 50ths, but this was the best. Anybody 50th. that goes way back with this podcast will recognize the I'm 52. I'm 52. And I'm a gym teacher. And we made a little remix out of that years ago. 
we played that as you as we surprised you and it was it was great <laughs> to be able to use that in an actual context even though you're not 52 yet no but it was quite the shindig and Zach Andy and other amazing people uh played um and it was uh, it was great and uh, it was a blast my wife uh every once in a while she listens to our podcast but kudos to you I love you. That was uh, something else. And uh, for those of you who were 50, you, you've been 50 before, and you didn't get a good surprise birthday party, well, suck it. Blame you, your uh, wife. You know, too bad. Yeah, blame your wife. Well, plan on 100. Good luck with that. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was a blast. So Happy that, birthday, Jeff. That happened. And uh, sorry for the long wind in this, but uh, it, was, uh, it was a good setup. Nice. Good yeah, stuff. It was, it was good. Good good time. I was invited. Did you know that, Jeff? And he came. All, and I showed up. All all of Thank the, you. That's all barely. All thanks to Zach, I showed up. <laughs> thanks to Zach, I showed up. I totally forgot. Yeah, you don't have a girlfriend or wife to remind yeah, you. you gotta Zach's be like, are you going tonight to Jeff's thing? I'm like, I guess I am. <laughs> Whatever Jeff's thing is. That thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. It was, yeah, it was, it was so fun. Um, and, uh, it was, it was a good three hour, three hour thing. Got to sing in the band, play, or, and, uh, play the, you played the cowbell, the cowbell, a little tambo, maybe some little, tambourine, little tambourine, man, my wrist was really hurting, really hurting the next day, like working out the, the, the tambourine wrist. Yeah. I don't know. It's like a shaker. Definitely not going to cutter anytime soon <laughs> anyway yeah. we'll, anyway we'll, we'll edit know. we'll edit all that out <laughs> we'll edit that last 10 minutes out um how are you guys what else jeff how oh are is there you? more what there's else? more no not regarding your party necessarily but what what else is going on with you anything else it's not a trick question you can um do you know something? i don't know my <laughs> alzheimer's is kicking in i'm <laughs> sure <laughs> i'm sure there's stuff you told me you gave up church oh yeah rent. Yeah, <laughs> six months Lent. early or whatever. It so easy. Now, it's been months since we've been to church. It's been months. Hmm. And I've been pl- I've been playing at church, you know, a lot for me, which is one or two times a month. Which is why I'm not going to church. Uh, but you know, I, I sometimes when I look out, I know when Jeff's here there, even if I can't make out individual faces because the lights are dark. Just but I could, I could see touchdown Jesus, touchdown Jesus, <laughs> or whatever the the no. praise method of what is this one, uh, the, like arms open with arms wide open, <laughs> whatever that one is. You're not holding the baby. All know, these all these down. little analogies. You're not doing a touchdown <laughs> with your arms straight up. Um, I don't know some comic comedy guy had yeah. that thing, but yeah, your arms are wide open as wide as possible. Holding the fridge. Haven't seen that in a while. <laughs> Holding the fridge. Yeah, it's been a while, and it's more... Well, you got to protect your beer. <laughs> I mean, part of it is... Uh, I don't know, Scott. Why don't people go to church? Why do people take breaks? Ooh, no. Myriad of reasons. Do you feel like it's more than... I know you do sports, as I just interrupted Scott. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Scott. No, go that's ahead. good. No. Scott was going nowhere. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh, do you... You guys do sports. You're a sports family. Yes. And these days, I don't know where you are, listener in the country. 
But in Southern California, let me make sure it didn't go to okay. That's weird. All right. In Southern California, um, sports culture with kids is as many things as possible on Sunday morning. When when I grew up, and I'm nowhere near as old as Jeff, but I'm still you know approaching middle age. There was no sports on Sunday. Yeah. Ever. I don't remember ever doing sports on Sunday. Yeah, I don't Saturday. remember that either. Yeah. Back when America used to be Christian. Man, can't wait till. Never mind. Um, you guys are a heavy sports family, but is there something more to it than just sports? Is there a little uh, pulling, taking a little break, putting the church sales up, uh, slowing down? I I get. I'm gonna pick up what you're putting down, and I, I, I do affirm the. We are a sports family, and we got a lot going on. Oh, that's so gross. Yeah. I just finished Athletic <laughs> like Brewing beer. Company Free Wave Hazy IPA, non-alcoholic. <laughs> Scott, I appreciate that you bought this, seriously, but it's a terrible mistake. <laughs> that's yeah. fantastic. All right, keep going, Jeff. Anyway, I think there's a little bit of a disconnect. Um, I'm, my motivation to... Uh, there's been a couple of Sundays where I think we could have gone, and didn't go and i i just like i i don't don't feel like going to church feel lazy and uh, i'm going to rest here and i'm going to i'm going to reason it out why like i need a break i am tired i want to watch football i don't even care um and so that's kind of where i've been at if i haven't been doing the sports with the kids i've just been lazy but disconnected well, I'm now. Di- I would say now I'm disconnected. When you mean disconnected, disconnected from community, disconnected from what's going on at our church. Oh, so because you haven't been there, you feel disconnected. Yeah, but you don't feel disconnected, therefore you don't go. Correct. Well, I think it becomes a cyclical. Uh, I think it it feeds it feeds itself. And right, but the initial reason you didn't go is because it wasn't because you felt disconnected. No, okay. no, no. Because that's a big difference. It is a big difference. I Have you and your wife talked about this? No. No. Although this past, actually it might have been as, as, as recent as yesterday um, that she mentioned hearing from God and, and, and some things regarding like being disconnected and not going to church and, and just feeling that, feeling that drag. I'll use that like word. Like she's she's not hearing from God or she, she is and What did she say to her? <laughs> Whoa. That's that's for Scott. <laughs> Whoa. Uh something to the effect of you need to get back on the horse for a you know l- lack of a better picture um and and get to church and get with your people and <laughs> And part and part of it's probably me. I'm just picturing there's an actual horse. <laughs> Tanya and Jeff get on. Everybody Tanya's get on. wearing clothes. Jeff is shirtless, of course. Because <laughs> well, his... is is that because I mean she knows that you want to be there. It's just that you just felt like you know yeah you just want to sleep in or stay home. No, or whatever. I, I'm not exactly sure what it is. It's just right now. It's just. 
it's feeding it's feeding itself and not going is creating more not going and then oh well next week we've got baseball so we won't be going anyway uh however as i look as i'm kind of analyzing it all like the church is trying to the church probably needs us and in terms of like community because we're going through we have an, an another pastor that is at the church a transition pastor and and so that's you know that's something where the en- energy is probably needed and you know i know that it's just churches have been getting crucified and uh i mean i would not want our our church to end and at the same time i'm not going so that's I feel a little guilty because of that, but then I'm like, this isn't my responsibility, but then it is my community. I'm like, well, I literally reasoning it out. Like I don't lose my community. If the church goes down and the church goes down and my beliefs don't, you know, leave because the church, you know, closes shop or something like that. God forbid. But yeah, you could still hang out with the same people that go, right. yeah, go used to go there or go there, whatever. Yeah. I mean, a Bible study with, people is probably more powerful than going to church, but then all the people that don't get a connect that are searching for somewhere, you know, I would not want that not to be. I would want people to have that environment to connect. So it's a, this is, it's a really, it's it's not a difficult situation. I'd still hang out with you, Jeff, if you didn't go to Mountain View. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you would. Je- uh, Scott would prefer that you don't go to Mountain View, Jeff. <laughs> I I almost know that. That's because he can't. He can't. I don't know much in this life, but I almost know that. It's like death, taxes, and <laughs> wow, that's a lot. It's it's, maybe put... it's because we our church is so progressive. You heard about that Mountain View church? Two trans pastors. They just love everybody. Oh my gosh, so progressive. Everybody's welcome. Well, what do you think about that, Zach? Um, well, there's a lot, and it can be as simple as you need a break. I've had those those moments. And well, it wasn't that. They still happen. Um, but from my experience, just taking a break feels good, really refreshing. It's what I needed at the time, but it can build a snowball of being away from that community. And... Church is complicated for me. I I promise you, I believe things or hold a, opinions loosely about God that would probably scare the crap out of a lot of people that go to even a church that's like, you know, as open as Mountain View. There's like super conservative people. There's a there's somebody that goes there every week. It's almost the same same shirt almost every time. It's a I don't know this person. I'm sure he's very nice. All the interactions I see this person do seem very lovely and nice he does wear a shirt that says um disrespect this it's a picture of the flag and get this and it's a boot and it's like that person and i'm sure he holds more nuanced views than just that shirt i had a more progressive politically friend uh text me and like did you see that shirt um but that person person is worshiping god next to somebody well for one i'm there and or next to people that are probably super liberal um, politically and vote in a way that would make 
they would make each other uncomfortable with the way they vote. And that's the beauty of, of the Mountain View model. Um, but oftentimes that's unaware. Anyways, I'm on a tangent. But if you uh, if it starts to snowball where you're taking a break, you, you miss that. You can miss that community. It can be easier to hide. Like maybe you're struggling with something you don't want to deal with. I'm not saying you specifically, Jeff, although maybe that's true. I don't know. Um, but... And if you're not at church and you don't get asked questions, maybe you won't feel that little, that ping, pang of uh, conviction about, oh yeah, I need these guys. I need to, uh, I need this family. Even though you do have us in or out of Mountain View, you have your OG bros and you have bro Andy and you have other people, other families that care about you, church or no church. But there's something about going there and being involved. Like when I took a break, um, from church, it was, it was not an official break. I just kind of like stepped back from playing worship. I was playing very, very little. It felt good, but there is, after a while you get comfortable in not doing the thing and you start to feel disconnected. You start to interpret like, oh, they, you know, I'm not wanted as much. Maybe I, maybe I don't belong there. And it wasn't until I like, I started playing again fairly regularly and you get that connection, like that personal connection, you're around people and you start to feel like, oh, I, I am involved. I, can't, I am of use here. And so the, the separation can create that, the feeling of like, oh, people don't really care that much. It's not that big of a deal. Um, but I don't know if that's a, that's a good idea. The, more, the most important thing, church or no church, is community that you can be honest and vulnerable with. And that if the not going to church for you, Jeff, is a sign that like there are things you're pulling back from for for other reasons other than just sports or just taking a break, then you know we would need to dig into why that's happening. Well, but uh, I mean, I think it's quite clear. Scott mentioned it uh, in Qatar. It's uh, pork, uh, porn, and uh, LGBTQ. One of flag. those one of those things is going on with you, Jeff. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> In that case, how much bacon are I you eating? I can clearly tell you it's a lot of pork. <laughs> I can't get enough pork. I do love bacon. Mm. Actually, if I love bacon to a an appropriate level, it might as well be porn. Okay, like it's close. Yeah. It's greasy. I will. I will say this: if the church, if the church, just opened up service. Well, before they do service, like on online. There's a uh, YouTube, the YouTube channels running and there's some background music. And if it was pictures of bacon and the bacon was just frying on the, in the foyer before you go in the church, I would be up so quickly and out the door and be like, I'm going to church, beating bacon. I'm bacon, going to church. Ba- ba- bacon? Yeah, I'm going to church. Oh, you, this reminds me. The hospitality team at church, there's a little green room backstage. With bacon. And they have been on a roll with breakfast burritos every Sunday for whoever's volunteering. That's why I feel so comfortable there. It just dawned on me like, oh, if those go away, hey. So there you go, Karen. If somehow Karen Karen. hears this. (laughs) Is that her real name? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Do you feel bad now? I feel bad now. (laughs) We'll edit that out. She's she's the most amazing Karen there is. Yeah, she she is. And uh, if those burritos stop, you know, maybe that's when Zach stops. So threat. (laughs) Wow, there's the threat. Really creating some creating some leverage there. Uh, That's cool. So I 
I was uh, running an office while well, my church was running an office from this other church. And uh, thank you. And one of the guys that goes there, um, he used to be like the head, sh- the head uh, chef for Denny's. He's the head chef for Denny's. And he cooks all like the men's breakfast once a month. Oh, wow. Like, dude, that was amazing. I bet. Get people to get men to come out for men's breakfast, man. Oh, yeah. It was good. Thank you, Zach. This is the Expatriate India Pale Ale. This is an all-time classic. Nice. I Three think. Weavers. Just want to thank everybody for hanging with us yeah. today. Yeah, we know how hard it is Whatever for you out doing. there to listen to this. Yeah. I mean, you know, with your lives. and. So and your wife feels the call. I feel the call. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're going to lead your wife back to church. <laughs> I, <laughs> Sorry. I totally lost my train of thought. That's okay. We'll, she, we'll she felt find, like God was talking to her. We'll find our way back to church. Yeah. I, well, you're welcome to come to uh, my church. Leave the, your kids at home because we don't have a children's ministry, though. I mean, they can sit you know, through it, but maybe they can. But Is it hard to get through it? Maybe for a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. My oldest son, he'd probably soak it up. Yeah, come join us. He's a cerebral kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Church. We have the best worship. Tough. Chris Tomlin, Matt Redman, Carrie Job. Mm. We, we get we get all the Is big it Job or Joby? Um, Who are they? Hobey. Yeah. Who are they? Yeah. So you guys just play a CD? Is that, uh, <laughs> is that what's happening? Uh, exactly. Not to say that. I mean, oh. They, wouldn't, they would come out for 25 people. Come on. Yeah. Hey, uh, size doesn't matter, Scott. Um, well, it's not exact CD. That's so you know. I mean, so the number of people. Ten, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, we just had an election. We jumped off there. Church, yeah. church, the election. Unless you had anything else. I'm just trying to keep it moving. With God only knows what. I don't know, but the church really needed that red wave. Yeah. yeah, it was supposed to be a red wave. It was supposed to be a red wave. And uh, no matter how you feel about it. What like, a dumb slogan. Yeah, it, it was uh, very interesting. Now, this is a little out. We don't usually do politics so much, but I bring it up because I I have family that are pr- pretty concerned about the way the country is going and feel very compelled to engage Politically, for one, the abortion thing in California, it what ended up passing was whatever Prop One, I think, which puts it in the California Constitution. And I'm going to get details wrong, but I Wait, think seriously, yeah, you can get even though. See, I don't think functionally things are going to change in California. Abortion was already legal. I think they made it in the Constitution to where you can basically have abortion on demand up until birth, pretty much. Interesting. Now, if you're if you're a pro life individual, um, that can sound horrifying. The good news is, I think hardly any abortions happen just for birth control purposes that late in the pregnancy. Something, I'm guessing, something has gone wrong if something is if if a baby is being aborted at that point. But but even then, it would. So if that happened, it wouldn't be illegal then, if there was a medical reason. So, 
It, not in California, yeah. But well, now no, you don't any, you don't need no, a medical anywhere. reason. Well, anywhere, even if abortion is flat out illegal, if there's a medical reason, then well, some states are making laws like including medical reasons. You can't like. Hmm. Um, I don't have all the information. That's not why I'm bringing it up, though. What is interesting to me is the the cognitive dissonance in a lot of people who hold pro-life positions for myself. And one of the things that was like, well, one of the things I want to ask, you know, people or point out average person that is pro-life, uh, abortion wise and full disclosure, I consider myself pro-life. The the difference now from, for, for me now versus back when I was on team America, Republican, uh, world police, type uh politics culture warrior stuff is now it's like i'm trying to be like a holistic maybe holistic's not the right word like a full spectrum pro-life so for instance the death penalty the more you look into some of these other things the death penalty a lot of people who are pro-life abortion wise are pro-death penalty do those two things line up can you make a case that you can be pro-death penalty and pro-life or maybe you're not pro-life if you're pro-death penalty because 4 or 5% of people is the estimation that are wrongfully killed. That's fascinating. And uh, Like, oh, that baby got a chance, but now we got to kill it because it did bad later in life. I, which It's brutal. Which also, the... Uh, um, oh, what was I going to say? Sorry. No, it's okay. It, it's along those lines. Um Oh, very often, uh, I'm sure it'll pop back up for me, but to move it back into the faith spectrum, what what, what do you believe happens when we die? And for, I'm guessing most pro-life people that are Christians believe that there's some sort of hell forever if you die outside of Christ. And so the mind experiment that I think really freaks my parents out, I brought it up once like years ago, and I think they thought I was totally off the reservation. I was not saying this is true. But what I was pointing out is that if abortion might actually save babies from hell, and that there's a whole mind mm. f if you mm-hmm. if you hold an eternal conscious torment version of the Bible where people have free will and they don't choose Jesus and they go to hell forever, if the more babies are aborted, the more people don't end up in hell because they also believe that uh if if a baby dies, it's before the age of whatever that term is, Scott. You know what I'm talking about? The age of accountability. Accountability, so they won't end up in hell. And so that, that actually, that mind experiment, when I, I heard that from somebody back before I was, quote-unquote, more universalistic in my Christianity, man, that one did a number on me because I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so, like, I hold these views that are, at the very least, they're intention, and some of them might actually be contradictory, <laughs> and it... Yeah. And it it creates a lot of tension and cause and, and took me down a path of really thinking deeply about a lot of these issues, political or spiritual, that I'm thankful for. But man, it was painful at the time. Now, what if you said you were more universalistic in your quote unquote Christianity? In my, in my quote, <laughs> <laughs> would that satisfy you more? But yeah, probably better. <laughs> well, th- there's a there's a um, it is logical to a certain degree. Um, that you know, pro-life or um, you know, anti-abortion. Um, 
that that pro-lifers would be against the death penalty. There, there is some sort of logic there. It, it's logical to some degree. But I don't think it takes into account information that... I mean, if you're a Christian, though. Right, right. Yeah. Is that, but it, and that's, that's, my, that's my point, is that it doesn't take into account other things that Christians should take into account. Um, so, like, if, if hell is eternal, um, then it's always been eternal. But yet we have, in the Old Testament, this idea the the uh, the command that if someone commits murder, then the penalty for that is death. Um, so I it within the Christian realm, um, you have to take that into account. And so, as you're logicking through this, you have you have that idea that God did command that there's the penalty for murder is death. So in the Jewish Bible. Um, the Jewish Bible that Jesus affirmed, yes, and then also you have um, the the part about if you you know abort babies, then they don't go to hell. But there's also you got to take into account the command that you shall not murder. So uh, you you it's not virtuous even within the confines of Christianity to murder a baby to so that they don't go to hell. You have to you have to take those things into account in your logic. Correct. And I that's what yeah. I'm not none, none of that was to say that I am for abortion. I but uh it is it does add a wrinkle of it and so the Old Testament though like so you think God would have us killing people for those Old Testament laws now that since Jesus affirmed that? I know you don't think that, but you said Jesus affirmed the Old Testament. That means we should be, still be doing those laws or we haven't um, moved past those laws in some uh, certain so, sense? So, some of them. Some of them, sure. Um, but we're, we're not talking about like us as individuals. Like we wouldn't go out and um, murder, you know, or we wouldn't go out and us individually go out and kill somebody because they murdered somebody. Um, and like Paul, that's that's the Romans 13 uh, chapter where Paul talks about that, that the government is an institution initiated by God to carry out these types of judgments. Um, but it's like things like, like the Ten Commandments, right? Those are still in play. Like you, you can't just go. Oh yeah, that's so. We, we we get rid of the old the old uh, covenant. We get rid of the Old Testament. We get rid of the commandments in the Old Testament. Well, like okay, stealing, murder, those things. I don't think we. I don't think we want to say that. Uh, they're okay now. Yeah. So yeah, some of them are still in play. Um. Yeah, so we don't. We don't blah, blah, blah. You can, t Jeff. You can uh, pull the ripcord on this anytime you want. But uh, if you have something else, but it was, it's um, those little conflicts, like, and also with regards to laws. So let's just take the average person that's pro-life. Roe being overturned feels good. Feels like a step in the right direction. But very often, like. 
getting laws into place, I'm going to reveal a little bit of my anarchist side, using the state to get things in place that are comfortable for us personally, often have complications or consequences that that go the other direction. The war on drugs won. Like, we want people to not take drugs and to not be addicted to drugs. We're on drugs. You do drug, is it a week or a month or whatever? Jeff, you know, what's the the ribbon? Say no to drugs. When does that happen? Is that a month long? Wait, wait. Jeff, wait, Say wait, no what? to drugs campaign. You're a teacher. Don't you do like... Uh, I remember say, that in elementary school. Say no to drugs. This, I just said jugs. <laughs> say no to jugs. At least that's what Cutter thinks. If you're a woman. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you got to work. Or it. you're a man yeah. watching it. At yeah. some point, I, I'm you pretty sure our school... Let's say it's a week. I'm pretty sure Let's our school does something regardless. with drugs. Let's the just drug, say it's a week. The war on drugs, you can make a great case. It's been a total disaster and has led to consequences that have done way more harm than getting people off of drugs. I'm not going to lay that case out here, but that's an example of a law that most people would be for because on the surface, yeah, don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Um doesn't work. It doesn't work. One bit. It doesn't work, and it feeds into illicit drug cartels. And if people want something, they're going to do it, whether there's a law or not. Like, if they made heroin legal right now, would it cause any of us to want to do heroin more than we already do now? I'm assuming maybe, none of us may, are itching m- to do maybe heroin. Maybe not. Maybe not us. Um, but that I don't think we can definitively make the case that more people like that that it i don't think we can make the case that if something is legal that doesn't mean that more people will do it because it could be it could very well be the case that when something is legalized more people will try it because it's now legal and and the flip side of that is that people don't do things some people don't do things because it's illegal right but so the law does stop people from because they don't want to go to jail for people that would follow the law in general. Yeah, the other right, which is a lot. Which you're probably right. It's a lot, lot but I think I think it's uh, the point. Yeah, but still, Scott. Okay, <laughs> but, but no. So I, I'm with I'm with you on I'm with you and partially and and kind of like we gotta there's gotta be a little bit more to that. So yes, le- uh, making drugs illegal does create a black market for drugs which starts funneling starts um consolidating money into the into like fewer and fewer people which then creates drug cartels because they have money and and then can use that money for influence on the on the other side though we have seen cities that have decriminalized all drugs San Francisco and Portland and th- it's it hasn't been that great. They end up you end up with people doing like shooting up heroin on the streets, and you end up there homeless encampments where the police can't police don't do anything because they're everything's decriminalized, and and it's created more. But that's not why. The, that's not I, I'm these just, things. There's probably some interconnection interconnectedness to these things but the problems in san francisco and some of these big cities go were already in place before the decriminalization 
but they've the, gotten they've gotten worse after the decriminalization. Well, they've because they've been getting worse. If that's because of the decriminalization or not, maybe or maybe it it plays a role. But regardless, my my point overall point is oftentimes the consequences are different than you'd think. For with going back to Roe, when Roe first was put in place, I always get this wrong because of my dyslexia. Um, the year before Roe was put in place there were more abortions than the year after, which is counterintuitive, right? Am I doing that right? So Ro- I, 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 I don't know. Well, well, assuming that's correct, just take that at face value for now. You're right. Um, so a law gets, abortion as a law of the land gets put in place, less abortions happen the next year. Counterintuitive. You would, you would think it would be like, oh, everybody can abort. I mean, I, I know people that think, that people want to get abortions just to brag about it. I'm like, huh? That's, I you see some of that on the internet, like, but that's the fringe. Most people, it's not a comfortable experience and it's not ideal. But regardless, abortion was falling under every president. Abortion, the abortion rate since Carter was falling until Trump, and then it took a spike up. I'm not gonna say it's because it was Republican. Like, who knows why that is? But a little counterintuitive. Like, Trump was claiming all the pro-life things and claiming all his pro-life credentials and Republican president. Everyone was, Republicans were stoked that he was um, making America great again. It ticked up. I don't know why, but it's like, it's one of those things like, I just want to urge, well, my family, because it's close to home, but also Christians at large, like just the way culture changes is not through enforcement in the state. The way hearts and culture changes the way you're going to get a directional pro-life flow to behavior is going to be through boots on the ground, education and service and um, commitment to helping people pre-birth, after birth, through assistance and monetary, all that stuff. Like It's not going to be the state waving a magic wand to make abortion go away. So if you're discouraged because of the abortion stuff in California or you know, whatever, I, I just, I'm definitely revealing I'm directionally anarchist where if you start using the state to get your way and to bring God back to the country, power is going to flip and they're going to, we're in this seesaw mode where it's like, oh, now we have the power. Now we're going to do our thing. And it's like, I don't think that's a game that ends well. It's, I think it falls under the live by the sword, die by the sword heading where, uh, yeah, I, I've made my case. Because I got some culture warriors that are close to me, and I'm like, when it could be both. Well, you could you could do both. You can you maybe could, you can advocate for legal change, and you can also do boots on the ground change uh, education. Maybe and and maybe maybe I think Why, maybe? well you can do that. You can definitely you can <laughs> definitely do that. How effective that will be? It's like uh, maybe. But but one doesn't preclude the other. You, no, why can't you do both? And you can be involved in politics, and you can try to. I'm just saying, just be careful what you wish for, because I, I think a lot of times when we get political power, our party gets power, we can be like a dog that caught the car. It's like, what do we do now? I don't know. I, my whole thing was to catch the car, and now I caught the car, and it's like, well, and then abortion numbers going down until Trump, but I, maybe maybe down overall, but in some communities or cities, that I don't think that was the case. Like, uh, was it the year before Trump or something? 2017, 2018, there were more, like in New York, 
uh, amongst the African-American population, there were more abortions than births. Um, so it's like, okay, maybe overall abortions go yeah. down, but uh, that's just not necessarily true for different groups of people. Yeah. Well, my point, and we'll wake Jeff back up. My no, point, I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm following my you. My point ultimately isn't like abortion, yay or nay, or like ultimately that was kind of the the thing the example to use of just if you're if you're fighting culture if you consider yourself fighting a culture war ask yourself is it making you a better person are you loving people better are you are you being more christ-like in the midst of that and if if you're engaged politically and you feel like you are and you're not more self-righteous i just i see a lot of people that where the anger is increased the fear is increased all, all emotions that can drive you to do positive change, anger especially, it's like, I'm not saying don't be angry, but if it's not making you a better person, then maybe consider uh, stepping back from the uh, front lines of warfare. On either side. On either side. Oh, pro, yeah. Uh, pro yeah, culture war in general. Pro-life, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> you just say, I was talking over you. Okay, we'll edit that out. I'm just kidding. No, I said it right. I know, okay. <laughs> Um, Jeff, oh, I remember Dave, Dave Rubin for whatever is, whatever you think about Dave Rubin, I remember hearing him a long time ago, kind of when he was more in just leaving the left before he went pretty much right politically. He was in this interesting period of like leaving the young Turks far progressive and he just didn't have his political footing. And he described himself as like being complicatedly pro-choice and the way he described how it was, I'm like, that's a. I I, w- I want to come up with sort of like a complicatedly pro life position because some people that are pro life drive me nuts. You know where they want to throw the women in the jail, in jail, the doctors in jail, like the the pro pro life absolutists, which ironically should lock Herschel Walker up for hiring a contract killer. But I'll just leave that aside. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Has it has that been? Anyway, yeah. Assuming it's true. Regardless, like, yeah, I'll just, I'll just get off that because, you know, we're not going to solve it anyway. And I don't know much about it because I've never had an abortion, Jeff. (laughs) I mean that personally, me, me personally, that, God, man, (laughs) so many caveats. I, uh, I think about in, uh, like the Bible about government, like, you know, you need to, you know, follow your government or pay your taxes or whatever uh you know in in the form of like render that, unto caesar that creates right that creates uh society you know you need to have society and there're going to be some uh laws that people you know need to follow and and like cuz that's the only reason cuz i i would be in your camp uh in the anarchist camp Zach, and that you know, like laws are not going to stop people from doing harm to themselves or or putting themselves in jeopardy or or putting others in jeopardy. Um, you know, laws are just going to be there's going to be a consequence if you do it. And so there's some fear. Um, the hope is that if you do this, then and society is deemed uh, this this thing is whether it's, you know, reckless driving or, or having an abortion, you know, there are going to be consequences for it. I would say that there's going to be natural consequences um, if if something is really bad for you, 
that laws are not needed, although it's helpful to have a stop sign here or there um, and some crosswalks. And but still, it, it doesn't stop, you know, somebody from running over somebody in the middle of the street and um, or from drinking and driving or whatever it might be. I'm I just think there are way too many laws. I honestly I can't stand 99% of the laws that we have and I think people are um people are people they're going to do what they do and I don't think there's and I I know I'd get a lot of pushback from this um even as a school teacher I'm like I'm so sick and tired of telling people that little kids to get in line and stop talking. I'm like, for goodness sakes, as teachers, we do that. I'm like, you can't, you can't stop human nature. It's, you know, the, it's, so all this, all of what I see in the world is like, I'm like, this is ridiculous. All, all of this is ridiculous. And government is ridiculous. And, and a lot of things that are happening in the world just continue to be ridiculous. And it's not that there needs to be some like, reset on everything because that's impossible it's like turning the titanic uh you know and using a toddler to try and turn it it's not going to happen and so i i think about you know my just thinking about my wife and our conversations you know with abortion and and you know she's like i think there should be a right to choose and she's like it's up to you know a mother a a future mother or not going to be a mother, whether she chooses that or not. And I'm like, and there's also ramifications, you know, for, for choosing that. And, you know, there, there are scars with that. And so, but that is something that the individual chooses and then lives with it. And right. so there's, you know, there it's a, and I don't think it's up to others like us to be like, Oh, don't do that. You know, it's, it, it's going to be, it'll be bad. Some would say, Oh, that's a sin. You know, you can't, you're, you're killing an unborn baby. And, and so there, there's so many rabbit trails. Ooh, fun fact. I just remembered this Jewish people <laughs> in generally good fun, fun segue. This is a really fun fact. Um, I, I believe with, a, I don't know with what percentage of Jews, but I believe in the Orthodox, and I'm so open to being corrected here, listener, or Google eventually when we Google this, but life begins at the breath because God breathed life into Adam. And so that's what they believe. That's when they believe it was a, a human life is like with that first breath. You're born and you take that first breath. And that I've heard the argument made, and it, it may well be true that that's what Jewish people in Jesus' time would have believed about life. Whether that's true or not, like ultimately, I I don't know. But it it's another interest. It's a fascinating wrinkle to the conversation. I think for for the pro life side, I think it's if you're really ardently pro life, I think it's more complicated than you think. And if you're really ardently uh, pro abortion, it's it's also complicated. And I think more and more people are realizing that I hear on podcasts, I hear so many people because abortion has been up so much. I hear a lot of people that would be pro-choice and more on the left talking about the complications of the issue and how it is at a certain point. It's really, it's really a sticky situation 
at a certain point in development in the pregnancy, these are people that are pro-choice. And I appreciate the honesty on both sides. I just, ultimately, the left and the right, abortion-wise, seem to be having two different conversations. Yeah, so, like, from the, again, in the context of Christianity, or in this case, as what, Judaism as well, I think there's a, a law in the, the Old Testament, Exodus or Leviticus, where if you, if someone, if a lady's pregnant and uh, someone is involved in an altercation and they, they harm the pregnancy, that's right. Um, then they're liable for, for murder. Um, and that's that's the case here. People get tried for well, yeah, double murder. Yeah. So so yeah. Um, you, yeah, babies. In our time, babies don't breathe until, like they don't they don't take a breath with their lungs until they're outside of the womb. Sure, but that doesn't mean that they're not uh, an independent human life until they're outside the womb. Like they like so again. You got. I think you got to take in to consideration not just this idea of breath, like you breathe in an atom. That that. It doesn't even, like, one doesn't follow from the other that, oh, because you breathe into Adam, then therefore pr- life doesn't start until breath. It doesn't, it, it's not necessary that that's uh, some sort of definitional thing for life. Well, even, it just gets more complex the more we know. The, and <laughs> the, you know, going back to, you know, old Jewish culture and, and thinking, of, you know, the first breath of life outside of the womb is like, that's the beginning of, of life. Whereas now we have so much technology for goodness sakes. Oh, they, it just got, um, you know, the egg just, just got, um, fertilized fertilized. and, and now we can actually see, you know, a future human life growing under a microscope, which is crazy. And to see that, like the more information that we have, the more technology that we have, we end up putting ourselves to a test of. It makes like, it more difficult. I'm getting well, and just, the more yeah. the more responsible we are too. Like, it's it's like as technology that, yeah. develops, the more we know, the more responsible we are. Right. It's like sitting down with someone that you're like, I hate this person, I hate what they believe, and I hate what they stand for. And then you sit down with that person, you have a really good conversation. Like, gosh darn it, I think I'm going to someday call you my friend, which. I couldn't, you know, like something like that. It's like, yeah, the more connection you have and the more details you have in everything, the more compli- complicated it gets and more complex it is to get out of it. Yeah. It's we keep having our we keep biting from the knowledge of the the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, man. I think there's something to that metaphor like when you don't have when you don't have the knowledge, you don't have the shame that comes with some of that knowledge. Yeah. Um, and uh, with more discoveries and more, yeah, whether it's, you know, pick the issue. It doesn't have to be abortion. Yeah. Now, going back to the anarchy thing, um, I mean, unless, Jeff, you had more on that, but... Nope. Um, um, I'm all about anarchy. Like, I, 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 I'm... Yeah, I, I, would, I would rather there be less government intervention in our lives. Um, now, anarchy, let's say anarchy specifically, I don't understand because i like i want to go straw man like anarchy okay so no rules that's but, what that's what everyone does but i know that's not what anarchy is saying um that's not what smart anarchists would say right, right. that's what the media says about yeah because, chaos. because they call it uh, anarchy because i yeah i don't i don't think anar- 
I, I don't think anarchists are against like private property, for example, um, because if you're for private property, then you'd want some sort of protections, like legal protections, to some degree. Um, but it could be on a small level, right? right and it can be like right now. What what is happening here? This is an anarchist relationship. Oh yeah, you we're get, all over the place. Yeah, you guys are free. I mean, yeah, clothes aren't on. I mean, it, I don't even know I mean, what is on anything can happen. Feet, literally, I don't even feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, at any point, our legs are kind of close together. But. You guys can leave at any point, and I'm not going to hold you here. It's a, it's a very simple example, but this is a completely anarchistic relationship that's going on right now. You can leave whenever you want. I can ask you to leave whenever you want. And you can I take to... my mask off at least? Well, <laughs> we got to check your temperature first. But yeah, so less government intervention. I was having a discussion yesterday about about uh, uh, with some people from church, and it's like uh, the, like something about like uh, uh, discrimination, hiring uh, discrimination practices. It's like okay, hey, I don't want people to be discriminated against, but I also don't want the government to compel people to hire people that they don't want to hire so how can we like is there a way that this can be balanced out where like you 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 don't want discriminate you don't you don't want people to discriminate okay great but what's everyone else supposed to do about that if someone is if someone discriminates so from an anarchist perspective i don't know what the anarchist would say but I think it's like, hey man, if 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 you have a if you're a business owner, and you know you have an office, and now hey, you want to hire a secretary, are you gonna hire who? What's the secretary you're gonna hire? You're gonna hire and, and you're married. You're a business owner and you're married. You're gonna hire a, like a cute secretary, or would your wife be like, hey, I think it'd be better if you hired like a you know an older, un, you know less attractive secretary i'll let my wife make the choice yeah so like at some point like is that discrimination okay or is the government going to come in and say no you you can't discriminate based upon age you 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 can't prefer older people oh right right you're right or what if you say oh like your wife's like no you got to hire a dude not supposed to discriminate at all you got to hire a dude because I don't want you, I don't That's want any possibility. Because you're nasty. I know that. I mean, you might get lonely, and you find that this older right. lady this attractive. This is the flip side of it, of it all. It depends. But if she's like, you gotta hire somebody that looks like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Well. Yeah. And all of a sudden. Yeah. So, but it, can the government? So I don't want the government to come in and say, no, you have to just hire. You can't. You can't discriminate at all. It's like, well, shoot, I don't know about that, man. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know about that. I, I prefer. I, I. I'd. I'd rather keep my marriage intact than hire this. It happens. Hot, hot uh, young lady. Your mileage will vary. But yeah, it's an example of like. Well, there's. What. What, what are we supposed to do? How, how do we? How do we get around? Well, I think currently the the lot like things are being created, whether they're in the books or not, to. To kind of bring the system, not kind of, to bring the system down. More control. To, to. More control by yeah, government. To make people feel helpless. And most of the time As it's for like, we're going to, we want, we're, we're doing this for your benefit. And even if the reasons are altruistic, oftentimes the actual fruit that is born right. from that tree 
Like we're, this is for the minority poisonous. and the oppressed. We're doing this for we're yeah. doing this for the people that have been oppressed. But that's so still more gonna, government control, yeah, right? And then you get like so you're going to oppress others to because of the past oppression. Right. So we're going to continue with the wrongs or unintentionally. <laughs> it might it might it might keep people in a place of yeah, you're getting by and you're getting assistance, but it makes you less likely to create something or or build your way out of a situation to really thrive. And so, yeah, there's different consequences. This, uh, I'm always continually reminded of the prohibition increases desire when it comes to the law, to just like laws in general in this state. And very often the thing you don't want your kid to do is the thing you try to crack down on and the kid wants to do that thing more. And I think that's true even with adults. I should, uh, last caveat for me, I wouldn't say I'm an anarchist because I don't like, you know me, I'm slippery. I try not to have any labels on me. But directionally, I think, directionally, in my life, how can I create freedom and prosperity for my little circle And in a way amongst a healthy culture? It comes down to culture. Dude, when you mentioned cars, Jeff, I know we're, we're ending. I'm the one that said we got to end this, and now I keep talking. <laughs> um, for once, it's not my fault. Like laws with the road... If you go to Mexico, now I haven't been to a lot of Mexico. The couple places I've been, they it's have a free for all. Everybody's have, fine. They have ro- they have laws. <laughs> they have laws, but just like we have here, but nobody cares. And it, and somehow generally it works. Like if you if you've been there and driven there a lot, it's a different animal, but somehow it works. When you first go there, you think, and you're riding in a taxi or whatever, Uber, you think you're going to die because you're not used to it. Everything here is so much more ordered. And so why that's different, I don't know. There's laws in both cases, but there's a different driving culture. People are used to different things, and it's just... Just yeah. shows it's not just the law. Yeah, I don't know right. why people are yelling at me when I'm going 120 on the, the toll road. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, all these, all the individuals making individual decisions, and it it gets gets complicated real quick. I'm guessing we piss some people off. Well, I'll just say I'll probably piss some people off. I brought up abortion, and my point ultimately wasn't abortion per se, but I know we spent some time on that. And boy, did we! But you know what? We people, should have aborted people that can conversation. Yell us. People and maybe we will. You know, if it this will. comes out, it was a botched abortion. Well, is that? That's breathing. Too far. <laughs> I already feel guilty. I almost want to repent. We'll yeah. edit that out. Okay. Wow. Too, uh, too. Hey, guess what? If we piss you off, no matter where you're at, you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash bbbpod and then at bros Bibles beer. No and bros Bibles beer at bros Bibles beer on all the socials. Um, ladies, if you're single... And you're looking for long-term commitment. Scott's your guy. You know where to find me, ladies. Scott at brosbiblesbeer.com. That was creepy. Um, and, uh, well, real quick, you guys consuming anything interesting? I would say my wife's making me consume Handmaid's Tale. It's driving me insane. Is there a new uh, season? Yeah, but it's it's not worth it. Okay. I mean, it's not worth it. A bunch of close-ups of the main actress, and I think I think they're just now talking about political stuff in a roundabout way. 
Oh, there's an agenda. Super libs. I've been watching uh, Ten Star. Have you guys seen that? No. On what? Uh, Texas Amazon thing? Amazon. Is in Canada. Oh. Um, it's all right. It gives me anxiety, though. I'm like, dude, oh. what in the world? Like, how how can you guys like keep going like this? It's weird. Wait, what's this on? Netflix? Prime? Amazon. Amazon. Uh, oh, Amazon. Amazon, yeah. Amazon Prime. Okay. Yeah. It's all right. Zach, what do you consider? Ten consuming? star. Yeah. What's it about? So it's a it's a a, a cop, a undercover cop from England, and he moves to Canada, and they make him chief of police, and then his past catches up with him, um, to some degree, and there's all other shenanigans with an oil company, um, and then there's a lot of death and uh, destruction of. Sounds familiar. I may have seen this. You know, destruction of like, uh, just like uh, self-destruction and then revenge and justice and stuff. And it's like, okay, wow, this is weird. Oh, it sounds like there would be blood. Yeah. It's like most stories, most most action flicks, but it's not, there's not like a lot of action. It's a have you stuff. tried Peripheral yet? Yeah. The Peripheral? Yeah, I did. Uh, I watched the first episode and I like, think, Sec- first half of the second episode. Um, I got my head. Then I got coming. distracted and I I'm couldn't. The, I'm couldn't gonna get be in back the sim. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty good. We're we're into that, and also a brand new one just came out. I've only watched the first episode, but it seems like an interesting show. Is called The English, also on Amazon Prime, with Emily Blunt. I don't remember the gentleman that is the other lead. But it's in the, sometime in the 1800s. It's like, you know, the white man destroying the Indians type of thing. It's in that setting of like the Western and Indians' lands being taken. And it's the main, the gentleman main character is, I think he's Sioux Indian, but he is a soldier for uh, the States or whatever it would have been. Uh, yeah, and so depending on the tribe, they would find it. Yeah. So he has sympathies to the Indians plight. It's, it's creating this really dynamic tension, like right in the beginning when an interaction happens between a white soldier and this Indian soldier. And they refer to him as an Indian native American. Most people would say, but um, he says, Hey, right here, you're one of us, but but out out there you're one of them. Or he said it in a way that was like you lose both ways, because generally the white people are still going to see you as one of them, and the them quote unquote the Sioux or pick your Indian is going to see him as a traitor. And so it's I just started it and it's uh, and Emily Blunt plays an English woman that comes over. Uh, they hint at for revenge purposes. We're not sure where that goes yet. First episode, but it's playing on this tension of like, I think it's trying to find the gray amongst the like evil white and the noble Indian. It's like it's referencing how a lot of the Indians were fighting each other. Like it's um, yeah, they might. It doesn't might, feel overly might, political yeah. to your point, Jeff, about how sometimes shows like on the nose you can tell they're preaching to you about mm-hmm. something. This feels like it's doing trying to find this gray area where yes there's a lot of ugly on all on different sides some more than others obviously but seemed interesting we should clip that 
where you said pick your Indian would be a good clip. <laughs> pick your Indian. <laughs> Remind me. I'll have to do that after the fact. <laughs> we need we need to update the clipboard. All right. Hey, well. Good times. Guys. Hey, this is good. Whatever it was, we did it. Yeah. Come back soon, Andy. I miss you deftly massaging the ones and zeros. Bye. Bye.